welcome to Back to Work Connects, the podcast. I'm Gina Ogletree, CEO of Back to Work Connect, an education and employment career hub designed to get returners and career changes back to work. In each episode, we will discuss topics that are important to you, including financial well-being, mental health, and the supports available to help you get back to work. In this episode, we are joined by Jean O'Neill, Master Coach in Neuroscience, a trainer and consultant at Jean O'Neill Coaching. And today's topic is Cultivating Career Courage. Delighted to have you with us today, Jean. You're very welcome. Super delighted to, to be to be here again and then connecting with you, uh, Gina. Always a pleasure. Thank you. So, Jean, let's explain what cultivating a career courage means and why it's important to people who are returning to work or changing their careers. Okay. Um, well, I suppose I'll just even just double click on that piece uh, around what does cultivating career courage mean? And I guess we have we don't courage doesn't exist unless there's fear um, in place first. So courage comes from a place of of fear um, and really it's about enabling individuals on a career transition to be equipped mentally and emotionally with the mindset tools uh, to navigate what often can be um, a, a very uncertain um, time or process for them when they're stepping outside of their comfort zone or they're putting themselves back out there um, as a returner um, after a career gap in uh, either a similar job or exploring new career options and dealing with what often can be the ups and downs that come with that. Um, and I suppose just your your second question then, why? And I suppose if, if we're getting to that heart of why it's so important um, for returners or career um changers as part of their journey um through the neuro wellness coaching which i often integrate into career coaching it meets people where they're at from a whole system approach mentally emotionally and physically often people can have different challenges or problems going on in their life while also navigating a career and there might be health or wellness around stress anxiety depression relationship problems financial problems um, so often it's making sure that they have this whole system approach in terms of where they need to take action first. So if um, if someone isn't in the best of their health or wellness, um, uh, I would certainly look at, you know, um, enabling them to bridge gaps there ahead of pursuing the, the, the career piece. Um, so that's what I, what I mean when I speak about a, a whole system approach. Um, and uh, when we look at the career change process, if someone is not in a good place to start with, um, or they're more susceptible um, and vulnerable when disappointments or setbacks happen, uh, it can very much it can keep them stuck or worse still, it can set them back further. So when we're looking at cultivating courage, be it for a career change or any other type of change we're embarking on in life, we really do need to be equipped with resilient mindset strategies um, so that very simply, Gina, that we can recover and get back on track. So, Gina, I'm a big believer in lived experiences. And, you know, they often say that the best businesses or the best coaches are businesses that have been developed on the founder's understanding of the actual problem that they're trying to solve. And I, I assume that's the same for coaches. Um, if you understand that the problem personally, then you're better positioned to be able to help people to solve it. So I know you changed careers a couple of years ago. So can you tell us a little bit about your own career change journey? 
Yeah, happy to, Gina, and I'm very glad you asked that question. And it's true for you that that lived experience that we have as coaches in whatever modality we're coaching in, um, it, it, it helps us as coaches to be able to walk in their shoes, in a client's shoes, um, to meet them where they're at. Um, and I would say probably one of the most daunting things I ever did was leaving the corporate environment um, and a permanent pensionable job after 18 years. Um, and in my case, and that of many of the people I coach, um, we are often long overdue to make a change before we actually um, set about doing it. So you describe it as uh, uh, one of the most daunting things you've ever done, and it was long overdue. Why do you think people leave it so long before they start to make a change? Um, well, I'll speak from my own personal experience, which again, I've, I've seen in so many cases. Um, you know, it was so daunting due to the fear of unknown and all the niggling what ifs and doubts that creep in that can manifest um, internally in your own belief system. Um, however, at the heart of my decision to leave um, was that I had found a new career that I really wanted to pursue. Along with that, um, I had outgrown um, the work I was doing in the corporate environment and it was no longer engaging me or giving me a sense of work satisfaction. And if I'm being really honest, I suppose there was a level of boredom as well. Um, uh, so, you know, then those mingling questions, because you have to weigh up um, the different elements involved, um, you know, what comes with that jo uh, corporate job? So, you know, all the benefits um, that I was very grateful for, the financial security, a regular salary every month, pension plan, um, uh, but also it was keeping me stuck in my comfort zone, staying safe in terms of what I what I knew. Um, however, it was that same perception um, or stories I was telling myself that kept me stuck in a rut um, for longer than I needed to be in, almost like I was I was paralyzed um, uh, in terms of making the change. And I guess the real change for me was um, in terms of not being happy and satisfied in my career. It was coming at a cost to my own mental and emotional health. Um, and where I guess that unhappiness became greater than the fear of embarking on a completely new career change and setting up my own business. So just touching back on this, when you talk about, you know, in the role you had in the corporate world, you had, you know, a, a salary, you had a pension, you know, you were financially secure in the sense that's a massive thing to have to forego uh, and to be able to. And a lot of people, although they may want to change, they may not be financially in a position to do it. And I would assume this is one of the biggest obstacles, you know, for people in making a career change. Um, I think it's fair to say that, like, it takes a lot of courage to make a change. Um, and our listeners, you know, what would you say was your biggest challenge when you left the job and how did you manage to stay resilient throughout yeah, um, an interesting because I, I, to be honest, I would say my biggest challenge was coping with the uncertainty um, and the uncertainty around, uh, you know, some of the things you're mentioning there around the finances and was I doing the right thing? And then keeping my mindset in check when the doubts would creep in. Um, and I guess I, I was on what you would refer to as a career transition. So I had started to upskill as part of my new career pathway ahead of leaving the corporate environment 
where I completed my first coaching qualification as an executive and life coach, neuroscience. Um, however, even though I had started this process ahead of leaving my job, I was still experiencing what I can only describe, Gina, as crippling resistance on a few fronts. Um, firstly, I hadn't given myself a proper chance to recover from the exhaustion of being in the corporate environment for 18 years. Uh, secondly, um, I felt like a duck out of water about starting my own business. Um, thirdly, still questioning myself. Um, so I still I still felt like I had a lot to learn and that I had a knowledge gap and continued to question um, was I doing the right thing? Um, so thanks to what I learned through um, the coaching experience and my coaching qualifications, um, I broke down the process into steps for myself to, I think one of the most important things we can do in any of our journeys is to reality check what's going on. Um, and, you know, we can actually tap into and see what's this underlining fear? Is it financial worry? Is, is there more than that going on? Um, uh, so I went about exploring my options and um, the first thing I thought was, OK, the financial security is really getting to me. Maybe I should just look at my other options. So I did um, spend an exhaustive month, literally every single day, looking at other job options out there in the corporate environment. Um, and I'll never forget at the end of that month, like every single day, I actually I was listening to what was going on in my own signals. Uh, my own internal signals in my system, in my body, in my mind. And where you kind of get that sense of dread or anxiety or your lackluster, something isn't sparking you or motivating you. So it's really important to listen to those internal signals. Like I did that for a solid month and I came to the conclusion, okay, Jean, I think you've exhausted that one. Um, so I was like, well, what is still getting in the way here? So you don't want to go back into the corporate environment you ha I have this mad desire to pursue my new uh, coaching career. Um, so really, again, my coaching experience and mindset skills really stood to me um, as I put a well-laid out plan in place on the goals I needed to bridge um, and the work I needed to do ahead of setting up my coaching business. And with the road plan in place, I reached every milestone one step at a time. And while the rest is history. Yeah, and it's inspiring, Jean, to be honest, because I know there's lots of people who are stuck in, in, in roles that and they just they would love to just go in and hand their notice in tomorrow and, you know, that be it. But I think your your, your process of upskilling before you leave and to see if there was any other, you know, roles or positions that could be of value before you make that drastic, you know, I'm just handing in my notice. That's it. I'm changing career yeah. because it is a long process. It doesn't happen overnight. And to have, I suppose, the background in the often people would say, I'd love to do X, um, but they don't really understand what X involves. Um, so to have all the the learning and the upskilling that, you know, the courses that you had done prior gave you a real understanding of what was going to be involved in that type of industry. So I think that's a really clever takeaway for people that if they are thinking of changing careers, that to have a backup plan nearly and to sort of test out yeah. what it is, what the new career would be like beforehand um yeah. would you say I that would be on, yeah can I jump in on that Gina because yeah that's so important what you're saying there and um I don't recommend for anyone to just up sticks and leave their job um 
without a contingency plan as well financially because look there's a huge practical element we all have you know a roof to keep over our head and bread and butter to put on the table and our kids to support and that and where for me I guess my contingency uh, financial contingency was look I was blessed that I had um, a really good redundancy package um, so again there was financial planning on my side and mapping out how long is this redundancy package going to last me? Um, uh, looking at how I can top up that redundancy package because when I when I did fully make my decision that I was nothing else would do but to pursue the po uh, coaching um, career. Um, so I went back studying um, for about a year and a half to qualify as a coach and mapping out all the various stages to, to qualify as a coach with master science basically. Um, but there was a financial element involved along with my time, along with my energy, along with understanding what each course involved so that, you know, in terms of assignments, study, locking in the learning experiences I needed to get as a coach in each of these different areas I was qualifying as a coach. So it, it was a process. It wasn't a case of rushing through it at speed. Um, including qualifying as 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 a trainer. So like I literally when I made out my wish list, so to speak, of these are the gaps I want to bridge and then mapping out that realistically. Um, and look, I was lucky I had the um, redundancy package then to fund that and to, to pay for that um, and use that very wisely as well to live on um, while I was, we'll say, going back to my studies. Um, and also as well, understanding that even when I was going to start my business, how long did I have in my business? Um, and what was my 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 backup plan to fall back on so that maybe if so I remember at the time I was I had the luxury and I will call it the luxury of 12 months to make my business work. And I still had money to keep me going for that 12 months. Um, but but I also knew if at 12 months, this is not earning you money, Jean, then what's your backup plan? And I had my options in place for that. Yeah, I really like that, you know, the backup plan. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we all, we all, you can plan as much as you like and you do ultimately have to take that first courageous step, don't you? You do have to take that, you do have to be courageous and say, I'm going to take this step now. You know, all the planning and all the pre um, starting your own business work is great, mm -hmm. or, you know, but you do have to be, you know, you do have to have the courage to actually take the step. Um, mm -hmm. But a backup plan that if all else fails, that you do have something to fall back on yeah. um, just so that, you know, you haven't wasted. I, I don't think any learning is wasted. I think, you know, yeah. everything is valuable. And even if something doesn't work out, that's a learning in itself. Um, so look, mm -hmm. talking about, you know, things not working out. So let's have a look back to you were talking about a resilient mindset, um, a resilience mindset. So how do you advise people or what kind of strategy can people have, particularly returners and career changers, to be able to manage the setbacks, you know, not getting the job that they want or not being able to find the course or not being able to fund it today? What kind of strategies do you have to help people get through this period in their lives? OK, well, I suppose look, on the on the strength of this podcast, we, we have um, a webinar session coming up. And uh, so I suppose what I'll do is maybe give a little feeler or a little taste of um, one 
of many strategies that will be coming up in, in that webinar. And I refer to it as the 5A mindset resilient um, model. And I'll basically walk you through the, the five steps. Um, and this, this model really, it's about emotional and mental resilience to overcome the disappointments and setbacks. And in this 5A model, the first A is basically anticipation. And when I'm speaking about anticipation, and it's often something people find difficult to do, um, but it's about a feed forward mindset. It's almost like time travel in our mind's eye so that we can intercept things. Um, so for example, if you have an interview coming up and perhaps your heart is really set on getting the job, and you're not successful and become disheartened, or maybe you've had a few interviews or you aren't uh, even getting called to the interview stage, um, then equip yourself with a learning and growth mindset. And it's really important to reality check when we anticipate, you know, I may not get this job um, and to have that backup plan in place and more than one iron in the fire. Um, and from a learning perspective, you know, when we walk away from any of these experiences or setbacks, you know, again, if we can just ask ourselves, what did I learn from this experience um, and what in, what insights did you gain? Um, so instead of becoming totally deflated or defeated when something doesn't work out, it's part of the experience, it's part of the journey and learning how to lead into that. That's anticipation. Um, the second A in the 5A resilient mindset is to allow. And from a very, very human perspective, Gina, you know, we're, we're biological um, human beings, emotional human beings that some, sometimes think, okay? So uh, the reason I'm, I'm calling that out here is that allow the emotions you're um, experiencing in a healthy way and give them an outlet. Um, trying to suppress them or letting them take you down into a downward emotional spiral will dishearten and discourage you. And a little trick even around just dealing with emotions and our and our emotions is when we label the emotions um, that we're feeling and we label emotions to tame them. Because when we understand what it is we're feeling, so whether that's disappointment or rejected um, and, you know, I think it's okay to understand it's okay to feel this way. It's okay to have a down couple of hours, a half day, a day. But we don't want to wallow in that setback. We don't want to let us, you know, um, dishearten us to a point that we, we give up or that it's ages kind of before we pick up the pat the baton again. Um, um, so when we're dealing with our emotions in a healthy way or reaching out to someone to share that disappointment, um, or talk through the interview process with them. Um, we're then in a better position to uh, recover, pick ourselves up and get back on track. Uh, the third day in the model then, that's acceptance. So when we manage and deal with our emotions in a healthy way, it's giving us the resilience to accept um, things that are not in our control. Um, and that sense of acceptance is really important because you know, if we're internally feeling bitter or angry, you know, where our attention goes, our energy will flow. Um, so again, it's part of the recovery process, dealing with those emotions. 
um, and then understanding how we can get back on track. So the fourth A in the model then is adjust. Um, and there are a few ways we can adjust and reality check where we are at. Um, so for example, with our learning mindset, evaluate what worked well in that interview. What needs improving and how will you do that? Um, maybe you've been, you know, going for endless interviews, but you've never actually done interview prep. Um, who have you talked to? Who are you getting some support, mentoring, guidance from? Have you reached out to the companies and asked for feedback? Um, so there's, again, adjust. The adjust might be if your mental or emotional health has taken a, a bad knock um, from maybe different setbacks, that adjustment might be about your wellness and you need to adjust by maybe, you know, um, sleeping off, um, going for a reset, sleeping off those kind of maybe really intense emotions or getting out for exercise, just very practical things. But for everyone, everyone resets differently. It might be um, going to a comedy show. It might be um, listening to some music. It's different for every single one of us. Um, but adjust. I'm going to adjust from the experience and bring the learning forward. And then finally, um, the last five in the mindset um, uh, model strategy is action. Um, and we always want to double click on what are our next steps? Um, and that's really important because when we know what our next step is or we have that backup plan, we can start to put it into place um, as opposed to be sucked into you know emotional turmoil of i'm not good enough or i'm not capable or taking it personal that we didn't get a job it's not personal um and if we embrace the experiences more and learn from them um and have those backup plans for what's next and what's next might be you know getting on top of your mental and emotional wellness it might be you might need to go to a doctor if there's anxiety or depression or stress going on uh, it might be reaching out to a career coach or a friend. It might be casting your net, net wider in your job search, um, but just have clarity. And if I'll rewind back to the first um, A in the model, the anticipation. And when we start anticipating and feeding forward into future events and OK, if it goes this way or if it goes this way, it gives us more adaptability in how we're coping and dealing with things. So then things kind of feel less like it's, it doesn't feel like the end of the world and we can rely on, um, you know, what our plans are if it doesn't uh, come to fruition for us. That's it. You know, it's it's really helpful to sort of break it down into each of the into the five actions. The one I really like is the allow allow yourself to be disappointed, to be, you know, heartbroken yeah. and, you know, allow yourself yeah. those feelings because they are natural. And it is the getting back up again the next day. And I suppose that's the resilience. Um, you're it's yeah. it's OK to feel hard done yeah. by or disappointed, but yeah. not to prolong it over a prolonged period yeah. of time just to do it and so that's yeah look that's a, a really um and I'm sure all our listeners will find the, the five A's really interesting and 
valuable strategy. Um, as we said, you are going to deliver a webinar, um, Cultivating Career Courage. Um, we haven't a set of data as yet, but for all our listeners, you know, keep your eye on our platform and our social media channels for updates on Jean's event. It will then take into account and Jean will elaborate on a lot of the things that she has just gone over with us here. Um, so Jean, have you any last words of advice or wisdom for people who are thinking of going back to work or changing career? What would be the big takeaway for them today? big takeaway um take it one step at a time keep reality checking your thinking and bank your success along the way as well any anything you're doing whether it's big or small acknowledge that and just bank bank the efforts you're making along the way and even by journaling those it's it's a record of what you're doing or those those milestones that you're reaching in that process um, so that we don't become disillusioned and that we have something to reference to say, actually, well, look at all I have done. So instead of looking at what I yet haven't achieved or what I yet haven't done, we have some reference to double click on to remind us um, to, to help keep the courage and the resilience there to, to keep moving on. Um, because um, if any of it was easy, um, we wouldn't need the courage in the first place. I love it. Bank the successes, bank the wins. I think that that's what we need yeah. to be doing. We need to be good at that. Uh, so thank you for listening to the Back to Work Connect podcast. I'm Gina Oglesby. And today we were joined by Jean O'Neill of Jean O'Neill Coaching. Thank you to our sponsors, Bank of Ireland, the Begin Together Fund and the Community Foundation of Ireland.